What's up, everybody, and welcome to ITG Daily, the show that brings you the hottest in gaming news each and every day. I'm Drew Bosley, that's Scott Savage, and wow, do we got a lot to talk about today, Scott. What's happening on today's show? That's right, we're going to talk about how all of our questions are hopefully going to be answered on the Xbox official podcast coming up on Thursday. Further to that, Hi-Fi Rush or Pentiment, or perhaps Sea of Thieves, which one's going to go over first? And Helldivers 2 monetization is being talked about by the CEO, and I'm actually happy about it. Yeah, that was very cool. We dove into Hell Helldivers 2. We're working on our review for it, but man, what a game. I got squished by the ship that came down the other day. It was hilarious. <laughs> Me too. Just absolute chaos 24-7 when you're in that game. But it's a ton of fun. You're able to group up, and it's just nothing else like it, right? So it's definitely on fire right now for a reason. But yeah, let's get into it, Scott. It's the Xbox podcast. Whew. Big news coming. Well, 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 Scott, we've been waiting for it. Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer will discuss the future of Xbox business via the official Xbox podcast on Thursday. Samuel Tolbert over at Windows Central, Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer will be discussing updates for the Xbox business via an episode of the official Xbox podcast on Thursday. The Xbox Twitter account confirms Spencer will be joined by Xbox president Sarah Bond. And, dude, what a wicked last name. Like, seriously, how do you just roll into that name, right? I'm just... Eh. Oh, I was I was thinking the same is true of uh, Matt Booty. Yeah, well, that's they'll also be joined by game content and studios president Matt Booty. The podcast episode will go out February 15th, 2024 at 3 p.m. Eastern. Or noon Pacific, wherever your time slot is. We'll be probably live reacting, I would think. Hey, Scott? I think we'll be live on this one. It is a interesting moment. I think it's going to be a monumental moment for Xbox. But let's get into it. Spencer previously confirmed that a business update event was in the works, acknowledging the speculation in a brief comment on Twitter last week. Bond and Booty were both promoted in recent months with the former taking charge of the Xbox division as a whole, while the latter now oversees <clears throat> Xbox Game Studios and ZeniMax Media and Activision Blizzard King. That is no small overtake, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> while there's been some level of chatter around the possibility of additional Xbox first-party games heading to other consoles since the start of the year, with Tango Gameworks and Bethesda Softworks Hi-Fi Rush highly speculated to be heading to PlayStation 5 and Nintendo hardware, Things exploded over the last week with reports from The Verge indicating that Microsoft was considering bringing Indiana Jones and the Great Circle to PlayStation 5 after its debut on Xbox and Windows PC later in 2024. The decision to go with an update on the official Xbox podcast is an interesting one, but there's definitely some precedent. After Microsoft finalized the acquisition of Activision Blizzard King in October 2023, Phil Spencer joined podcast to join how the team saw Call of Duty and more. No matter what's being discussed, though, they have to be careful and choose words with surgical precision. Clear ideas. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Clear ideas need to be presented. And even if things have been bumped up, the time for mulling things over is gone. Personally, I'm hoping to see a clear strategy laid out for why some games will be going to other consoles and others won't. Timeframes are fluid, and the gaming industry is complex enough as it is. So, 
I don't have any expectations on that. Players want to hear about how this affects them by buying Xbox consoles and subscribing to Xbox Game Pass. If Spencer and company can clarify that, they'll be doing well. Scott, where do you want to start to unpack this article? <laughs> well, my first um, thought is that we're getting all of these um, Xbox Elite joining the Xbox podcast. Yeah. All for a very important message. And that kind of tells me that this is indeed um, going to proceed as expected, really. I think it is. Yep. All but confirmed now at this point, there are games going to PlayStation. It's a matter of which ones and and, and in what time frame and what order. But because it's um, Sarah Bond, Phil Spencer, Matt Booty all together in one room, I don't think this is going to be a, a, risk, a dispelling of rumors. No. <clears throat> this is an embracing of rumors. But it's <laughs> going to be a very calculated... And, and like they say, yeah, the idea of coming up with all of these what words to say in what order and what legal precedent does this set and you know the lawyers have been spending day in day out every night overtime now since this rumor has come to light for them to craft the proper worded message and i really hope it lands it's going to be interesting on thursday this is going to be a (laughs) pre-recorded podcast this isn't live right this isn't happening on the fly so comments can pour in all they want they're not gonna see them not live they may react to them later, and I can only... Dude, I'm already prepping for the backlash is going to come out of this. Because people oh, are just yeah. going to be... Like, I hope people just chill out. Just chill out. Soak it all in. I know, like I just said, we're going to be live reacting at the same time. And we're going to have our spicy takes. I've been known to do a rant <laughs> or two myself. But it's one of those... They're not here to upset the gamer. They're here to then grow the gaming industry. Right? I think that's the other side of it. Xbox wants to expand. Xbox wants to grow. Xbox is losing. Keep that in the back of your mind, right? Xbox right now is losing. If you don't think so, take a look at the numbers. Phil Spencer said himself, they're in third place. Third place. Mm-hmm. PlayStation, Nintendo, and then Xbox. And the way the console generations have evolved is that your digital library carries over. There is no fresh restart from the beginning. <clears throat> I stated that before, but it's true. Right? That's where they're at. So how do you expand your Xbox ecosystem? Dude, it still baffles me and blows my mind that they're going to be bringing titles to PlayStation. Like, I am literally shocked. I am really, that really shocked. That is bizarre. Isn't it? Dude, there's no way you'll see a PlayStation title go over to Xbox. Granted, having said that, Destiny. Dude, Destiny is a multi-platform game. Right? I was going to say Bungie. MLB The Show. MLB The Show had no choice. That was on MLB to push that to Xbox consoles. And it is the strangest thing to see, dude. Booting <laughs> up MLB with the PlayStation logo there. But this is the times we're at. People want their games to be everywhere. They want to bring in as many people as possible. And they almost want to act now like a third party. And this is where people are going, yo, is Xbox going to be like Sega? Sega. Yeah. And just go third party, right? And then all of a sudden now you get Sonic everywhere. Sonic doesn't have just at home, right? Mario has at home. You don't find Mario on PlayStation. You don't find Mario on an Xbox. You find Mario on a Nintendo platform. So it's well, very... this is what I something I had mentioned last night is that uh, the the anger, the kind of complete oh, reaction, the doomsday reaction yeah. to any sort of news in regards to Xbox and how 
I really hope that ends. I think this is going to get a lot worse right before Thursday. Oh. Everybody's going to claim the sky is falling and it's going to be awful. But I just I'm comforted by the fact that these are business entities. This is a business company and they're not going to act in their <clears throat> against their own interest is what I'm thinking. So even though they are going to do this move, it's to establish the Xbox presence somewhere else. Yeah. More so than it is a folding of the cards. I don't think it's a, a yeah. stepping away from the gaming industry or a third party at all. No. <clears throat> I think it's something much more complicated and much more calculated. And that's why it's going to require... Um, uh, actually, do we know how long this podcast is supposed to be? No, that's the other side of it, too. We just know that it is at 3 o'clock. I'm assuming... Ever assume we all know how that goes, but I'm guessing an hour, right? It'd be my prediction. It would be an hour, but it's very calculated, right? This is why it's pre-recorded. It's gonna be very calculated, and even the host, I'm Jeff. I'm guessing it's Jeff Rubenstein, and his co-host mm. will be doing this, and I'm sure their questions are also calculated. It's not gonna be just on a on the fly podcast, right? Not like what we do. And all of a sudden, we just spitball questions, this, that, and the other. I don't think that's going to happen here. I think it is. No. There's their cue cards. There's your question. Now, what's your answer? Right? I think this is how it's going to be very, very rigid and to the point. So that, yeah. Dude, I want to know what's going to PlayStation. And then I want to know, is it day and date? And how's it getting there? So when you talk about Starfield, or you talk about Indiana Jones as an example. Indiana Jones goes to Xbox first and then goes to playstation or does it go day and date xbox pc game pass playstation does it go yeah that's that's yeah. gonna be completely bananas i'm wondering <laughs> is it gonna <clears throat> be limited to single player only games at first yeah because when you start mixing the two online capacities well can i friend list you being on playstation and i'm on xbox how's that gonna work this is like give me a lot of questions right does game pass come to playstation <laughs> does, that, does that interfere with PlayStation's model? Like, how does this all intertwine together? And how do they cohesively exist on a PlayStation platform? Dude, that's so... And does <laughs> does PlayStation react in any sort of way? Is this going to cause PlayStation's plan? They're not going to open up their... Like you said, <laughs> they're not going to open up their exclusives to go to Xbox. But no. will they have to kind of come up with their own version of Game Pass? The Play Pass, finally, to compete with game pass that's now on their console because i don't think they can deny that and that was the result of the apple um whatever that apple google lawsuit yeah uh, lawsuit was yeah, yeah determined that you can't shut out the opponent's um marketplace which is bizarre exactly but what, like what happens with fable <clears throat> when fable comes out on day one where does that land does that land on a playstation console dude could you imagine fable being on a playstation console after wow. after all of that development, after the lifelike trailers that we saw, and yeah, just to put that on a rival console, it seems wrong. It does, but it's great for PlayStation gamers if they get it. Dude, here's your that chance. If you've only been a PlayStation fan forever, but I've always seen Fable from the other side, always seen Forza Horizon from the other side, but man, I would love to play some of these games. This could be your chance. And that'd be a great move for gamers, right? It is a great move for gamers, ultimately, because it just means more people oh, to play the game. But it just—it's the same feeling I get when the, the PlayStation game goes to PC, and yeah. I'm like, yes, another one, right? Then Helldivers does it day one and blows up. Like they have to be looking at that too, going, "Holy crap, we're already on PC, we're already on Xbox, but we go to the biggest platform around right now, PlayStation." 
so bizarre. You spend $69 billion on a company and then you start spreading everything out. I don't know. Thursday's going to be very interesting. A lot of questions well, need to be answered, Scott. We'll just see what you happens. Wanna, if you want to sell your product, if you want to sell your green, you have to open it up to as many people that, <laughs> that will buy it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Time will tell, but Thursday is going to be a one interesting day. Well, Scott, continuing on with today's Xbox conversation, Xbox will reportedly bring Hi-Fi Rush and Pentiment to rival consoles first. Tom Ivan over VGC. New details about Xbox's plans to bring first-party games to rival console platforms have seemingly emerged. Sources said to be familiar with the company's plans told The Verge that Microsoft is preparing to release a select number of Xbox games for PlayStation 5 and Nintendo Switch. The first games it reportedly plans to bring to rival platforms are Hi-Fi Rush and Pentiment, which are originally released on Xbox consoles and PC in February 2023 and November 2022, respectively. But, excuse me, Microsoft is also currently planning to release Sea of Thieves on non-Xbox systems this year, and other first-party games said to be under consideration, it's claimed. It, it has previously been reported that Starfield, Indiana Jones, and the Great Circle, and the Gears of War franchise could be coming to PlayStation, in addition to previously rumored Hi-Fi Russian CFT ports for Sony's consoles and Switch. With speculation about a new strategy with the Xbox business mounting, Xbox's head of gaming released a statement last Monday telling fans that more will come clear this week on Thursday. Scott. I've... I've just had a thought now. I'm wondering if this <clears throat> this move was really um, foreshadowed, was really given away during the FTC trials. Because they had to kind of play that role. Hey, we're not locking anything down. We're bringing these to other consoles. We'll ensure somehow Nintendo's going to run Call of Duty. And so this wow. kind of seems like part of the same... <laughs> really a head scratch over there. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> Baffled. I would say cloud service, but the Nintendo online connection is not the strongest either but i'm wondering if this is something they had to kind of concede to get that to go through yeah but if that is true i would have expected somebody to have pulled that information from the actual court documents like everything else has so yeah. i'm not quite sure if this is just completely out of left field or not i don't xbox know xbox trying to be the good guys yeah i think the hi-fi rush and the pentiment thing those actually kind of make some sense so you played hi-fi rush on xbox you're done, right? Think about it. You're finished. <clears throat> Pentiment, same deal. If you beat the game, you're probably finished. We talked about it on the podcast last night. We talked about Spider-Man 2. Now we platinum that game, but now they're bringing out New Game Plus. Like, man, is that a little too late? Like, that's like You know what I mean? Mm. You're probably not going to go back, but you're bringing new outfits. I have to go check those out, <laughs> right? It's like one of those. Okay, so, but when you're done, is how do you get pulled back in? Well, if you want to grow that IP, you want to have more players play it, you bring it to another platform. Xbox brings everything day and date, right? They already are on PC, where PlayStation holds back, Scott, like you say, often, right? And then eventually, six months to a year later, we'll then bring it over to PC. They get a new influx of players. Hi-Fi Rush, Pentiment, already on Xbox PC. To get a new influx of players, you have to go elsewhere. Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 5. Then they get a new influx of players. It's just an interesting move being an exclusive, right? It's... Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing. And I don't, like, we just talked about this in our first article of the day. So I don't want to kind of keep bringing this up, but it is definitely an interesting take. And then Sea of Thieves, Scott. Their games of service model, right? Their live service experience. 
Sea of Thieves coming to other platforms. That has to be crossplay. You cannot. Like, look at Helldivers. Helldivers right now is on PC and PlayStation 5. Crossplay. Works flaw. I shouldn't say flawless, but damn close. So when we get into Sea of Thieves, if you open up the player base, which is already a monster of players on Xbox, on PC, and then you bring that to the influx of players who've been watching from the outside over on PlayStation, dude, that should get flooded. That should get flooded. It's going to be... It's yep. going to be a bloodbath. 11 seasons. <laughs> a lot of fresh meat. Though, here's here's the bonus, though, for PlayStation fans, is that they get everything that, A, was fixed, right? Because when Sea of Thieves came out, everybody's on it, and then went, man, where's the rest of the content? Like, this is empty. Yeah. They fixed that. They fixed it with a ton of stories, man. You got Jack Bow- or Jack Sparrow in there. And then you have uh, the Curse of Monkey Island in there, right? And then you have other things lined up, too. You have 11 seasons of content now. We'll see if there's a Kraken, there's a Megalodon, Ooh. there's a whole ton of stuff, isn't there? You can be there for <laughs> a year or two now, easy, just on Sea of Thieves as a PlayStation fan coming into a, would be a brand new experience, but they've worked out all the bugs, right? They've worked out all the kinks, and then they've provided you an absolute ton of content. It's an interesting move. Dude, I wonder how many people will flood to the Sea of Thieves game and then be there on day one and then get bombarded by everybody trolling them from Xbox. <laughs> it's going to be brutal that way. And yeah, these games, I hope there's kind of a an easily visual uh, way to tell what side you're on. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan of console wars, but I do want it to be expressed through video game. I don't <laughs> know if it's settled there. Dude, there's no way you're going to see another ship and it's just going to have a giant PlayStation icon on it. The flag. Get off! It's like, not a not Jolly gonna... Roger. It's a it's a PlayStation. It's a PlayStation <laughs> the flag. The sacred symbol. They could well, do that. Technically, they could, could make a PlayStation livery. flag, right? And then you could be on there and you go, yo, those guys are PlayStation guys. We're our Xbox brand. That does rival a... Con- it, it is a pirate game. Dude, like, there is no fair game in Sea of Thieves. Like, everybody's out mm-hmm. for themselves, right? There's opportunity. I've been trolled for 45 minutes in that game, getting followed <laughs> by other ships. So, like, anything can go. But do they dive into that? I don't think so. I think they just want to have more players at the end of the day. Scott, this is an interesting one, man. Helldivers 2 developer says studios have to earn the right to monetize. Mike Straw over at Insider Gaming. Helldivers 2 has been an instant success for PlayStation developer Arrowhead. The game has become PlayStation Studios' most successful launch on Steam and surpassed 1 million in sales. One area the players appreciate with the game is the fact that it's not a pay-to-win experience, something that a number of studios have fallen into over the years. While you can spend real money for in-game credits or on the game's battle pass, everything that can be unlocked in the game can be done in-game without spending any money. In the in a post on Twitter, Arrowhead CEO Joan Pelsteed said that the yeah. belief wasn't just to monetize everything you can unlock in the game. Quote, you have to earn the right to monetize. I truly believe that, end quote. He said, quote, if people want to support this title, they have an option. But we are never forcing anyone to do so. And quote, with Helldivers <coughs> 2 being a $40 premium game, many players are sure to skip the option of spending real money on anything else within the game. Even if they do, however, none of it will result in pay to win. Quote, I'm partial, but we really applied ourselves to not make it pay to win, even though items are functionally different. End quote. 
Palestine instead. Quote, the only item that's pay to win is the revolver, which will win you any cool gun competition. Only minor mm-hmm. problem is that it's not that good. End quote. <laughs> so there is a give and take on it, yeah. which I can appreciate. A revolver a revolver in that game is not useful that's for anything. Horrible. <laughs> Man, I just got the shotgun last night. Dude. The shotgun yeah. blows away things. I, I'm just like, oh, it's on me? Boom, you're dead. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> I picked up a friend's shotgun, and I have the same the same reaction to it, actually. Oh, but so there good. was something I was kind of chasing um, when we were playing late last night. So yeah. forgive some of the memory fog, but it was um, quite late. But we were playing, and he's talking about how there's different call, uh, airstrikes you can call in. And yep. we were looking in the computer and yep. unlocking those. And I said, okay, there are some, but... That's where I went through and I looked, okay, you have to be a certain level to unlock these. I can't just go and buy a $40 amount of coins and then buy all of the endgame stuff. It doesn't work like that. And I'm glad that that's the case because there's two things you could really mess up that way. Either you buy the really strong stuff right at level one and ruin the game that way. Or if you had the ability to reset cooldowns, Uh, I could see that being a monetizable angle, but that would be junk. Yeah, it would be. No, I think they've done it really, really well here. I appreciate Even that. Even armor types. Dude, it's cool, right? Like, everything has the ability to grind it out. Grind out the game, and you will get there, right? I take a look at my son who plays NBA 2K. Dude buys VC out the wazoo. <laughs> like, it's just, he's just buying coins that's so what he can level for. up, right? And it's just like, yeah, dude, that's exactly what... It, yeah, Dad, I spent <laughs> 200 bucks on VC today. I'm like, dude, you're... In, dumbass like that's i just like what are you doing <laughs> just play the game but it is that grind right the grind is so tough that he's like dad i oh. i gotta do this because of the competition out there that nobody will play with me until i hit level 80 so he buys it levels up oh and man granted dude my kid unstoppable like, what he can he's pull good he's yeah he's very good i suck at that game but getting into <laughs> hell divers right i like that if you were all in on this game you have something to grind for Right? Like, we're playing last night, and Mad Dog was playing with us. And he's going, yeah, man, I want to get this orbital strike, but I have to get to this level. That is awesome, because now he has a goal, right? That goal will mm-hmm. keep him pushing for one more round, one more round, one more round. How many more, how many places can we make it on the planet to scour, to take out the bugs, to take out their hives, to take out uh, buildings, and all these other objectives, rotate the tower, do all this stuff... So he can get that next orbital strike, right? That next piece of gear. Dude, it's done really, really well. It was a ton of fun last night. Definitely a cool game. I'm having a great time with it, man. But yeah, I like how they, you have to earn it. And I, I wish more and more developers would take that mantra and build off of that with their battle pass and things along that absolutely i thought we'd all learned this when battlefront 2 had come out and everybody kind of realized the monetization issues there and how that could just sour up the whole fan base but no i do like this and i hope this is the lesson moved forward um monetization is okay but you have to make it worth it scott tuesday seems to be picking up things we got some cool games out today what do we got we have Islands of Insight on PC, Banishers, Ghosts of New Eden comes to PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X, Ultros comes to PC and PlayStation 4, 5, and I'm really excited for that one. Absolutely. 
Now to wrap up today's show, everybody, thank you for hanging out with us. As always, this has been ITG Daily, the show that brings you the hottest in gaming news each and every day. We'll be back again tomorrow. I'm Drew. That's Scott. And we'll see you inside the game.